You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Everybody on their feet and quiet. Snap. Kick back goal is good! Zach Zaveman in for Lawrence Holmes until 2 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Let's get right to the man himself. Joining us now, the Alpha Monte Nissan Hotline is 49ers kicker Robbie Gold, the Bears' all time points leader. Alpha Monte Nissan in Melrose Park on North Avenue or APNissan.com. Robbie, my friend, how are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm excited to be back home in Chicago, uh, running kids to and from school, starting to work out again. And uh, talking to some familiar faces, which is always fun for me. And we're happy to have you on board. 14 years ago today, remember what happened? (laughs) Yeah, it was the NFC Championship against the Green Bay Packers. Lost in a tough one late. No, no, no. It was the NFC Championship game against the New Orleans Saints. Oh, okay. Well, they threw me for a loop because I played in two when I was here in Chicago. And I figured uh, you were trying to set this up for the old Green Bay-Tampa Bay game coming into town. No, uh, we'll get to that in in, in just a bit because uh, last year uh, you were part of a squad that demolished the Packers in the NFC Championship game. But I I felt like there's been so much negativity over the last week after the Bears press conference and everything that happened uh, to close out the season with those ugly losses to Green Bay and New Orleans in the playoffs. I wanted to reminisce about a time that was much better for the Bears back in that magical 2006 season and that snowy day at Soldier Field where you guys were able to take the George Hallis Trophy back to Hallis Hall on your way to Super Bowl 41 in Miami against the Colts. What stands out to you about that season? When did you guys know that something really special could happen? Well, we started out really hot. I mean, we had won in a lot of games in a row, and then I believe we lost to the Miami Dolphins, and it was kind of like a wake-up call. Uh, but I think we knew we had one of the, if not honestly the best offensive line in football at the time. We ran the football really well with Cedric Benson and, and Thomas Jones. Uh, we had some really good guys on the outside, and Moose Muhammad, Muhammad, Bernard Berrien. Um, and then our defense was the Monsters of the Midway, right, the Chicago way. Uh, and the only thing I remember – really from that game was that it was close for a little bit. And then uh, we pulled away and then Reggie Bush basically like started running. They ran a run play. It was a pretty long run play. And he like pointed at Erlacher. And I just remember the whole sideline getting a little upset being like, all right, this, we got to step it up. And it's like almost poking the bear. Right. Um, and then from there on out, we controlled the game and um, we, we played really well. And it was kind of unique. I was in my second year uh, of my career and, uh, you know, oh, my God, here I am playing in the Super Bowl. I'm 24 years old. Uh, I have no idea what to expect and what to do. And, uh, you know, 13 years later, I'm playing in the same, same stadium for Super Bowl. Uh, unfortunately, it was the same result. 
Yeah, uh, unable to come out with the Vince Lombardi trophy. We're talking with Robbie Gold here on 670 The Score. 2006 was Devin Hester's rookie season as a Bear. What made him different than just about anyone that we've seen before or since? Uh, on par return, his vision and his patience was elite. I mean, if you look at uh, when he caught the ball, he wasn't really catching the ball and, and running straight right away. He was trying to set it up with a couple steps. He was able to find the hole. Uh, he, he, his speed, once he got through there, you know, he had everybody on the same line covering kicks. And then once he got through that line, it was over. I mean, you couldn't stop him. It was between him and the punter, and he was jumping over guys like Todd Sauerbron who punted to him. And, you know, I think a lot of his his speed and his vision is what people kind of took for granted a little bit. And then those that decided they weren't going to punt to him, uh, you know, gave us great field position because they were okay with a 38-yard net, right? And then I think Devin, what he did was as this new form of punter and the Australian rules flip uh, in the open field came to be, Devin truly became the guy uh, that changed that for really good returners now in the game, right? He saw, hey, let's make him run up and catch it. Uh, and he did a really nice job of, and historically you'll see he's the guy that changed the way people think about punting to elite punters, punt returners. Robbie Gold is with us here on the score. And then for you personally, you're the last guy from that NFC championship squad in 2006 to still be an active player in the NFL. Pretty amazing. I'm just getting old. That's all, Zach. I'm just getting old. (laughs) No, but but you see, I mean, think about it. You've seen a little bit of everything uh, in the league, but nothing like what what players have ever had to deal with going through a, a pandemic. What was the the difficulty of this year that you could never understand unless you had to go through it as a player like you did? Well, I think everyone's going through it, right? I think everyone has to change. They have to adapt to what's going on. You know, I, in different areas, like in California, you know, we got kicked out of Levi Stadium for the final games of the season, uh, you know, because they were worried about the number of hospital beds and, and keeping people safe and things like that. So we had to relocate to Arizona for five weeks. But I think a lot of it had to do with, um, you know, it was, it was just something that depending on where you were, like Florida was open, Texas was open. We had 30,000 fans in Dallas. We had nobody in, in most of the stadiums we played in. So, you know, just bringing your own energy every day, being diligent and understanding that, you know, you have to wear your mask, uh, making sure that you follow these protocols uh, that were put in place so that the season can, can happen. I think the National Football League and the organizations did a great job of, adapting these rules as the game uh, kind of went on through the season and, and making the rules and the protocols a little bit better and allow to either break, you know, what would be a, an outbreak or uh, to allow guys to not be able to start an outbreak. So, um, you know, I think it was just sometimes the facility was closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. There was nowhere in California you were going to be able to work out because everything was closed. Where in Florida or some of these places, there's some facilities that are open, right? So, um, you just had to adjust your schedule. You had to adjust kind of what your routine was. And 
uh, everyone in America, everyone across the world is doing that right now, right? And uh, working from home and kids not being in school and then going into school. So, uh, you know, just like everybody else, you know, we have to adapt and overcome some of the situations. And I think for the most part, you know, there's a lot of people in the National Football League that were able to do it, and that's why you're seeing these NFC, AFC championship games being played this weekend. All right. Do you want to play the role of football analyst when it comes to the championship games on Sunday? Last year, the 49ers crushed the Packers in the NFC Championship game. This time around, Aaron Rodgers and company are playing host to the NFC Championship game against Tampa Bay. What stands out to you about that matchup? I, I really like the matchup this week, and I think you have one of the best offenses in all of uh, football, and then you have one of the best defenses in all of football. Uh, I think... Uh, this one, for sure, uh, you're going to see a lot of guys trying to run the ball. You're going to see Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. And then Tom Brady, you know, how do you bet against a guy uh, that's been as great? He's been to, I think, 10 NFC or AFC championships in a 20-some-year career. He's been to nine Super Bowls, I believe. I mean, half of his career – He's played in Super Bowls, right? So he understands how to win. He understands tough games. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I think uh, special teams is going to play a big role in it because it's supposed to snow. It's supposed to be cold. So uh, you're going to see a really good game. I think Green Bay uh, – I like Green Bay a lot this weekend. I really do. I think Aaron Rodgers has played uh, to an entirely different level than he ever has. I think a lot of that starts with them drafting a quarterback in the first round. Um but I think if Tampa Bay uh, runs the football, controls the ball, and keeps Aaron on the sideline, uh, I like Todd Bowles as a defensive coordinator and what he's been able to do uh, down there with that group of talent. Um, so, you know, I, I think it'll be a great game. But I think uh, at the end of the day, uh, I think Aaron Rodgers will be Aaron Rodgers, and uh, I think Green Bay will win. Talking some football with Robbie Gold here on the score. Let's flip it to the AFC, Buffalo at Kansas City. How do you see that one going? You know, Josh, Josh Allen is quite a player. I mean, this guy has grown. What Brian Dayball and, and McDermott have done with him, uh, you know, he's become not only the, the, the pass part of their offense, but he's the guy that's also running the football. He's scrambling. They're getting him outside the pocket. Um, you know, I think they match up really well against Kansas City's defense. Uh, Mahomes should probably play as long as he can go through c- concussion protocol. Uh, and this might be – uh, this might be a, a real shootout. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Buffalo's running game is based around Josh, and, and they've done a great job of that. But when you see most of these teams playing uh, the tight games like Oakland did and uh, San Diego and these guys that are, sorry, L.A. Chargers that are taking them to the brink and keeping it close or running and ma- managing the clock. Um, but I think this is going to be two guys airing, it, airing the ball out, and you're going to see – two quarterbacks playing at an elite level because I think we saw Josh in, in week 14 or something and uh, his growth has been incredible so um, if Mahomes is back and healthy uh, I do think Kansas City can pull this one out just being in Kansas City uh, but I think you're gonna have two really good football games come this this coming weekend for sure can't wait for it all right I got a couple of questions for you personally because You mentioned that you think Aaron Rodgers was able to to raise his level of play to even a higher level because of what the Packers did in the draft, getting some competition at the quarterback position. Do you believe that 
you are operating at the level that you're operating at now as a veteran kicker that's lasted this long in the league because of what happened when the Bears cut you? Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, to me, I just was able to go back to some basics. You know, I think uh, we had had change in regimes. Uh, We've had some change at the position long snapper, which, you know, if you look at the the teams and the specialists, especially the kickers who have done really well throughout their careers, uh, they've kept that group together, uh, snap, hold, kick, right? So uh, we transitioned through a couple guys, and eventually Pat Scales became the guy. Uh, and, you know, I, I still kicked 84%. Yeah, I missed six kicks. I think I had 39 attempts or something like that before I left. But, um, you know, I think I had to really look at, like, okay, hey, why am I missing? What am I doing? Uh, what have I done differently uh, and any time that there's kind of been a little bit of a change, I've always kind of rushed myself and I've slowed down. I've slowed down significantly uh, since I left here uh, to be able to see the ball, hit a good ball. Um, I think there's another part of motivation, right? When you get cut, you you, you want to show everybody that you can still play and still play at a high level. And what's crazy is since I left, I've probably kicked about 89%, right? And what upsets me about this year for me is up until the Arizona game, I had a chance to kick in the 90s again. And uh, that would have been my, I think, second time in four years I've done that, right? So um, I'm more motivated than ever. I don't think that it's because of, you know, hey, let's go see what the percentage is. I think it's more me being motivated now that I've played in two Super Bowls. I've lost both of them. And really the only thing left on my career uh, is to win a Super Bowl. And, you know, every day I get up, I'm working out. I just got done working out here. Uh, already started for next year. And I think a lot of that has to do with uh, being in that game last year. It took me 13 years, right? So you got to have a little bit of luck. You got to have a lot of uh, great guys and culture in your locker room. And, I mean, we have that. You know, the tough part for us is now because we have such a good place, uh, we're going to lose coaches like Robert Sala. Uh, Mike LaFleur, uh, and some other people down the road to head coaching jobs. So uh, for for us and for me, like there's there's a lot to be excited about in San Francisco. Um, and I get to come back to Chicago again next year, which gets me pretty pumped up too. Yeah, he already knows the schedule. Uh, he always circles those games uh, with the Bears. You mentioned Robert Sala, former defensive coordinator in San Francisco, just named the new head coach of the Jets. He's going to be introduced at a news conference next hour for most people who haven't followed the 49ers all we really know about him is he's a rah-rah guy that you always see in the highlights what's he like and do you think he'll be a good head coach I think he's gonna be a great head coach I think everyone in the locker room if you look at like the culture of the 49ers you'll see all of the players even those that are retired talking about and congratulating a coach on our staff that that's the the regard that he gets based on the scheme, based on how he coaches, the details uh, that he goes into, the way that he carries himself. Uh, He's always trying to get guys better. You know, you talk about COVID, you know, this is one of the first times, you know, as a kicker, I was able to get involved in practices as an equipment manager, right? I'm holding cards. I'm watching them do uh, drills. And this is the first time I've been able to be around him more. And I just think that uh, he'll get, everything he can out of every player in that locker room. And I think they'll change 
the Jets culture, but I also think they'll they'll rebuild. And he's been a part of it. He's seen it in, in San Francisco. Um, and I think he's with the right ownership group because they'll give uh, him and his philosophy uh, to everything he needs, everything his players need, everything his staff needs. And that's huge nowadays because, you know, everyone has the same salary cap. Everybody has the same pad of practice. Everyone has the same time limit of practice. Uh, so really, like, the biggest part of, and this is what the York family does a really good job of, is they invest in the players off the field, whether it be for uh, community relations stuff or whether it's regeneration, massage therapy, acupunctures. I mean, we have people come in twice a week and a player never pays for a single massage, acupuncture, chiropractic work, uh, stretch therapist, you name it. Uh, and I think that's the new competitive advantage. And uh, Green Bay and, and New York and Philly, all of these teams had started that in the past. Uh, but now you're going to see this kind of trickle into two more teams. And I think he'll get everything out of the guys. They'll be in the building more. Uh, and I think he, I think that job's great for him uh, because he's got Sam Darnold at quarterback. I, I think they'll like him a lot, uh, especially in the offense that Shanahan runs. Um, and I think you'll, you'll see a really good Jets team, uh, if not in the middle and or the start of the first year, for sure towards the end and in the beginning of the – the second season. I think, you know, he learned under some great people too. So uh, he'll take all those experiences and definitely, I think, be a great head coach in the NFL. Robbie Gold with us. You signed an extension near the tail end of this past season. So you still have a little bit of football left in your career. But have you begun to think about what life will be like after your playing career? Yeah, I've definitely thought about it. You know, you're seeing some of these positions uh, where former players are coming back uh, to organizations like Steelman in Detroit, you know, and be a liaison to the organization. Uh, you know, we have a few out in, in San Francisco. You're kind of seeing this go across the board. I mean, uh, being a player rep for 10 years, being a, a, an athlete that's a football player that's seen a bunch of different organizations at every different level, playing through – uh, I'll call different generations. I've got the old generation, a little bit of the new generation of what the NFL is like. I would love to come and, and be a consultant somewhere for a team um, and, you know, obviously go through what that is uh, and help a team maybe make decisions or, hey, this makes sense. This is how it goes from Monday to Sunday to get ready to prepare. This is what this team does. This is, You know, and I think that would be awesome just to be able to stay in football. Um, the other part of me is, uh, I'm excited to be a dad too. You know, I've been away from my family for six months of the year and um, being able to drive my kids to school, coach their sports, um, as well as I started a company that's a software management company, Eventlify, and we run uh, anything from golf outings to galas to donation campaigns online. Uh, so I have my hand in a lot of different things, but uh, I definitely am eyeing hopeful that I can find a place that would allow me to come on board and, and still stick around football. Well, hopefully you still have uh, a long time left to, to play some football on the field. Any regrets when you look back at your Bears career? Any regrets? Uh, my only regret when I told this to Mrs. McCaskey is I, my only regret is that we didn't win a Super Bowl. You know, I think if you look at my tenure, um, I had Lovey for most of it. You know, we played in two NFC championships. We went to one Super Bowl. We lost a really tough game to Green Bay. 
uh, going through three quarterbacks and lost 21-14 on a, on a middle screen pass uh, to one of the big defensive linemen. I think it was Jolly. Um, and then, you know, they've gone through a few transitions every probably two to three years uh, from that point with Tressman and, and, and John Fox and Emery and Ryan Pace. Uh, and the only regret I have is, you know, not winning winning her a Super Bowl because I think a lot of um, what the players go through and what the players understand is how much it means to her and the family. Uh, but that's really my only regret. Robbie, great stuff. Thank you so much. Love catching up with you. Stay healthy and uh, keep on kicking. You too, buddy. Talk to you soon. You got it. Robbie Gold, the former Bear, the all-time points leader in franchise history and current 49er, talking some football with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.